Welcome to the Read Entertainment Podcast, episode 356 for, what's the date today? June 26th, 2022. My name is Nathan Reed Spruth. Joining me this week, we have Andrew Roa McFain. I'm here. And, and you're here. You're actually here this week. You, you skipped yep. us yesterday, yester week. Yeah, and uh, I'm going to be skipping the next uh, month. The whole so. month? Yeah. Why? Oh, boy. I switched two shifts with another guy at work. Oh. Uh, and those shifts are the weekend shift. Just so, just do it while you're working. I, it te- it, technically, I could. Like, I could easily get away with that. But I feel like it'd be really awkward if in the middle of the podcast, I suddenly just went silent for like that, five minutes. That happens all the time. That happened during our recording last Sunday after this. <laughs> we, yeah, it's one of our one of our players for Shadowrun. Oh yeah, Connor's here too. But uh one of our <laughs> players for Shadowrun uh just went silent and we're like, "Hey, are you there? Are you there?" Is, and it, they, is everything okay? And so Connor and I messaged this person on Facebook and I'm not saying their name, but they're like Yes, it was a it was an emergency, and the emergency uh, has been resolved, and you will never have to deal with it again. And I'm just like, oh, oh, you killed somebody. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, she hasn't gone into, or they haven't gone into further detail since then. So yeah, <laughs> it's very possible. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Connor the Cyberpunk Monk is here as well. Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm here. You know, I thought I was uh, the show's biggest fan, but apparently, it's the fan you keep right behind your recording booth. I guess Listen, that is your biggest fan. It's it's gonna be like ninety-seven degrees here today, okay? I'm I'm sorry. I apologize for the fan noise in the background. It will turn off eventually and then turn back on five minutes later. It's gonna happen. Um so uh where can we find you, Connor? You can find me at Avroa.website. One of those links that I would like to draw your attention to is Clinton's Core Classics or Rise of the Rune Lords First Edition Actual Play Podcast. Yeah. And, and where can we it. find you, Aroa? Uh, you can find me on Aroa.website. One of those links I would like to direct you to is Clinton's Core Classics. So you can find the actual podcast play, Rise yeah. of Rune Lord. Yeah. 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 And of course, you can find me, Nathan Reed Spruth, everywhere at Reeton. Uh, I'm, you know, go, one go of those links Twitter. he wants to draw your attention. No. <laughs> no. No. Go to my Twitter. And follow me there on Twitter, at Reeton. And then also I stream Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Pacific time to 9 p.m. Pacific time uh, on Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash Reeton. And currently I'm playing through Digimon Story Cyber Sleuth. And uh, I played some other games this week, which we'll talk about later. What games did you play this week, Aroa? Um, so I played uh, some of uh you, you remember me talking like years ago maybe about a game called fury oh i played uh, i played it yeah i played so, it at your house did you yeah really yeah it's that oh. like the kind of isometric uh 
hack and slash game, right? Well, it's like a it's it's just a bunch of boss fights yeah. in a row. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I remember I, I played it when I went to your house in like 2017. Oh, well. I have known um, you for way too fucking long. <laughs> no shit. I mean, yeah. you knew me when I lived in my parents' house still, and that was forever ago. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, they released some DLC for it uh, like a month ago, and wow. I got the DLC, and I played it. Uh, the DLC is a new character, which I never would have seen coming. Uh, the character plays completely differently, contrary to... I, I guess this is like me being an elitist or something. Or, or like not being a pleb because I, I do have an S rank uh, in playing the story mode of the game, uh, which uh, only 2.5% of players have achieved that uh, achievement. So just I'm saying. Ha- I'm happy you're going to be gone for a month. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, a lot, a lot of people with the, with, that have bought the DLC and reviewed it complained that uh, the character plays too similarly to the uh, normal character and i think that's uh dumb because this new character has two different stances that you have to swap between and if you swap uh for like a couple seconds afterwards you get a boost to your shot speed uh and there's there's like just a lot more nuance to how you have to play because one stance is fast and can do the normal teleport dash thingy uh that you have but then the other form is very slow uh, and only has a dodge roll. And the uh, fast one can barely do damage while the slow one does like 1.5 times damage. So it's uh, you, you have to get good at switching between the two stances or you'll never beat any bosses. And what, uh, what button do you press to switch stances? It is a uh, right bumper, good. which... Uh, I don't think normally has any functionality anyway. Uh, and you also, whenever you're in the, uh, I think it's it, whenever you're in the fast stance, uh, you gain this like meter. Basically, you have a super meter. Uh, and whenever you fill up that meter, you press Y and it activates Super Saiyan mode. And you essentially turn into the, you basically control like the normal character, which is totally balanced, but you do like double damage uh, with every hit. So it's like, it's just really fun and a, and a cool way to go back and play the game if you're already pretty much master at it, like myself. Uh, it's $7 is a little much, I think. I think it, I think it should be 5 Um especially since they didn't bother to redo any of the dialogue or anything. And you're playing as a female character uh, with the new DLC. It just, it doesn't, nothing about it really feels right in that way. James, but, you showed up again. I'm not James. <laughs> well, like it's it, luckily they never really refer to you by name until the very end of the game. Um, but they still use like male pronouns. So it just oh, doesn't okay. feel it feels really weird. Uh, and it's just obvious that they dropped in this other character. Like the, the menu where you like learn how to play the character is just like a screenshot with text on top of it. Like it's very obviously that they threw this in because uh, their new game, I think Haven is what, is what it's called. Didn't sell particularly well. Uh, 
because they went from fast-paced like boss fight rush really tightly made uh just really overall good game to this like emotional jrpg thing um that is all about themes of like it being uh, in a boyfriend girlfriend relationship and it's like i, I just fucking why uh so yeah that's uh that's like the crux of it i played a bunch of random demos but they were so forgettable that i just immediately deleted them and didn't even i, I don't even remember what they were oh. i don't even remember you didn't play like WrestleQuest? I did not play WrestleQuest. I did the, the demo. What? what was, the... Oh, that was the J. It's a JRPG, bro. I it's don't know not... what the hell that is. It's an American RPG. It was made in America. Yeah, but it's turn based. I don't fucking care. Oh, uh, I lied. I lied. There were there were like two. Uh, one I have very little to say about. Uh, Parallel. Is this game uh, that I played the demo of that's like Myst, um, but it's just from like some, I don't know, like Brazilian guy or something, I'm guessing. Uh, it, it's like not fantastic, but it's very interesting. And uh, if you if, if the demo comes out again, uh, the, the picture for the game is like a weird jester clown guy uh it, it like you you should look that up and and try it out if if the demo becomes available again because it's very interesting um that's about the best that i can i can describe it as i i hope that that pans out into something because that could be a very very hidden gem sort of thing it gives me the the vibes of like obscure 90s point and click adventure games that were made in like the that was it flash uh yeah. director you know yeah yeah uh, i remember those it gives me that vibe but it's in unreal engine 4 um and one last thing uh spark the electric jester 3 played the demo for that and it's essentially sonic adventure 3 um did somebody just just when i'm going to make another sonic adventure game uh but it's going to kind of play as a weird hybrid between sonic adventure and like modern boost sonic and it works really really well uh i like it a lot um was there's it sonic some... 2006 basically sonic adventures i don't really? know what you're talking about there was oh. no game released in 2006 for sonic the hedgehog uh, that's a mystery to me uh oh, okay. anyway <laughs> uh yeah so it's uh, th there's some weird like beat em up type elements to it i don't know why they're in there it doesn't feel too bad if anything it's just kind of not fleshed out very well and, and feels very simple i guess it was an attempt at like bringing in the sonic unleashed uh werehog stuff which like no one wanted that so i don't know why it's there but yeah so it's really cool uh again that demo i think is oh that is still available so you should check that out if you like sock the hedgehog okay that's all that's all i got and we're gonna move on connor what games did you play uh this week i finally beat the legend of zelda ocarina of time on 3ds a, a game that i've beaten many times before but this time i did it a little differently i've been talking about this like the last month i've been uh, sequence breaking the game 
and just trying to like for example i didn't use the shield until i had to for the the spirit temple so the whole game i'm just running around with the two-hander the the big Oran sword oh yeah and right it, right right it's it's fun because you could tell this game wasn't designed with that in mind and that like most things will just kind of stand out of your reach and they'll block but if you just keep on swinging with a sword that's got longer reach than them you're, you're just going to kill it. it makes a lot of fights really fast actually but and, until you uh, had to the, use the shield until I had to use the shield because it is a core gimmick in reflecting light later. But, uh, the, the, I mean, it's, this game's like almost 30 years old. It's hard not to say something that's already been said about it. Go play it. It's definitely worth playing. It still holds up. And it, it sure was one of the first romps into the 3d space. Oh yeah. Um, uh, I've been playing a little bit of space station 13. I'm trying, you know, like, I learned how to make meth in that game pretty easily just because it's a it's a funny thing to do and b it's a useful precursor chemical. So I'm trying to test myself in seeing not necessarily like how much I can make, but just how fast I can make it. Uh, and now I have an uh, a, 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 that's a recipe. I'm calling it grandma's meth. Which is like the bare minimum amount of resources I need to go around and collect to make just a splash of meth, just, just a little bit of meth doesn't take a lot someone please take this out of context <laughs> yeah that's that's exactly what the, what the joys of space station 13 are is it's a game where you can get away with this sort of silly shenanigans yeah yeah you're, you're wanting to make grandma's meth good uh, I, I read a book and i know you guys don't really care about that though what'd you read? and uh, I, I, uh it was a Shadowrun book oh okay getting, getting ready for our campaign yeah. And I uh, did a whole bunch of painting this week because I'm going to be on call next week and I probably won't be able to. So I, I, I actually had a pretty good week. Like, usually I'm on here and I'm like, oh man, work sucks. And I'm always doing it. And this week it was like, it was great. Played video games, painted, watched movies. It was awesome. Good. Good. I'm happy. It is more you. weekends like this. I need more weeks like that too because uh, I've been super busy with, as we were talking about before the podcast, email migrations. You were busy for once. Everything's uh, all backwards this week. I know, it's all backwards. Uh, for me, uh, I assume you don't have any Warhammer minutes, because you didn't mention uh, I did get to play Warhammer. Um, I did win, but that's it. The minute's over. Okay. And for me, the games I played was uh, on Monday, I played the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge game. Awabunga. And that game... It's really fun. It's really fun. You can play as uh, the main turtles, you know, Donatello, Raphael, Leonardo, and uh, Mikey. And then uh, you can also play as April O'Neil and in Splinter. And then if you beat the game, uh, you unlock Casey Jones. So you get that. You get seven characters you can choose from. And up to six-player co-op. I played with one person, so one-player co-op, and it was fun. I would I would recommend it. It's I don't know if it, if I would say it was worth. I think it's twenty-two dollars on Steam right now or something. I don't know if I would say it's worth that much, but uh, if you might have known, I have Game Pass, and it is included with Game Pass. So if you already have that. Uh, download it, play it. It's fun. It's a good co-op adventure. Uh, and then on Tuesday and Thursday, I played some more Digimon Story Cyber Sleuth. Uh, that was that was fun. I also off 
of my stream did some grinding, so now I am way too powerful for the rest of the game, is, is my plan. Um, on Wednesday, I went and saw Tenacious D, and that was really fun. I really, I, I like them. And their opener was Puddle's Pity Party, which is also somebody that I like. So it was, it was a nice mix between the it's two. It's a very interesting combination. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I, don't, I don't, you weren't here last week when I was talking about it. But when we were driving back from, the, uh, from my work and my girlfriend was in the car with me and she's like, who's opening for uh, Tenacious D? And I was like, I don't, I don't know. Why would I know that? And she's like, I'm going to look it up. And she's like, do, 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 do. Oh, fucking Puddles. And I was like, what? She's like, yeah, Puddles Pity Party is open. I was like, fuck yeah. Because <laughs> she knows I like both of them. Uh, so I was, I was very excited about that. And it, it did not disappoint. The only problem was that uh, there was not a fucking cloud in sight. And I am very white, so I just layered on sunscreen and thankfully did not get sunburnt. Um, I still think it's silly that there are people who are like, white people are the, you know, supreme race. Just don't let us outside for more than 10 minutes. <laughs> um, stupid. I liked that stupid. joke when I saw it on Twitter, too. Yeah. And then uh, I played another game. How do you say this? Uh, give me just a second. Uh, Naraka Blade Point. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh. It's it's a it's a battle royale game, battle royal. Um, where with four people playing. <laughs> yeah, with four whole people playing. Uh, it's a battle royale game where you use swords and stuff. And it's I like, remember seeing trailers for it. It looked pretty cool. It's not bad. I had I had some fun with it. Uh, our our good friend of the podcast, Air Fox, joined us, um, and or joined me, and we we killed some people. It's actually, I don't, I I I joined the main queue. Like I wasn't fighting against bots, and we were actually doing well and winning. Like not just like oh we got in the top ten. Like we won a significant portion of the matches that we played. So I don't know if we're just playing with super low-skilled people or if we were actually doing well. Or if they do what Fortnite does, which they probably do, where Fortnite, they'll have like 100 people in the match and only 20 of them are real people. It's like 80% bots that they put in the match, which I would not be surprised if that were the case. Um, a couple of the times... Uh, there were four people left, so Airfox, myself, and then two other people who were on the team. And we were just standing in the circle waiting for the people to show up. And then it would just be like, and you won! We're like, what? <laughs> so they must have just not made it uh, out of the fog and died. But uh, that game is also uh, included with Game Pass. So if you wanted to pick it up and try it, you could do that. There is a money shop, which is annoying, but I think it's mainly for cosmetic stuff. But I haven't, I haven't really delved into it. Anyway, let's start some news stories. And uh, we're going to move on, and we're going to talk about... Do you guys remember Artesian Builds? Do you? No. Uh, there was a, a big... heard about the news stories 
uh, afterwards. But yeah, nobody right. nobody knew who they were. But long story short, um, they would have people that would be like their creators or like sponsors. Like you would go on Twitter and put like blah 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 sponsored by Artesian Builds, blah blah blah. And if you were one of those people who were um, under their flag and, and an affiliate of them, uh, you would be entered into random raffles while they were streaming where they would give computers away. Well, one of the, the people won. So they, they raffled. They drew the girl's name. I don't remember her name. Um, they drew her name. He, the, the guy on the stream, the owner of Artesian Builds, looked up her profile and was like, no, she doesn't have enough followers. And re-rolled her account. Or re-rolled the yeah. raffle. And that, that fucked him up. <laughs> that, that was just the end of it. Um, I'm sure there and was, was other... then that they knew he fucked up. Yeah. And so that was a, that was a big thing where I think... Was it Linus? There was somebody who built that girl a computer... And gave it to them, gave it to her for free. Um, Artesian did come out later and were like, we'll give you a computer. And she's like, no, fuck off. Um, yeah. And there was a lot of shit that came out about how, like, that wasn't the first time that the CEO pulled some shitty stuff. Like, that was basically him just getting caught for the first time. Well, and if you're going to have an affiliate program like that and it's open to pretty much anyone, you should definitely, you know, if you raffle, if you do a raffle like that, just honor whatever whoever you drew, because well, even at least whenever you're doing it live, yeah, especially <sighs> when you're doing it live, um, or make the affiliate program so it's like you have to have five thousand followers on Twitch or something like that, right? You make it so that they have to have something, some sort of criteria. Otherwise, you're kind of backing yourself into a hole. Well, also, don't change your criteria mid mid raffle. What are yeah, you doing? They're they're asking to go bankrupt, which they did. Which um, they did. Which they did. So now, which I think it's did. partially. I think it's partially because of that. They definitely lost customers. Oh yeah. But also, they were well, buying GPUs and stuff at the height of the GPU price. So. While we were, and now the GPU uh, bubble has kind of popped. You can buy GPUs at like MSRP now. So finally, finally, only only two years later, um, you can actually buy a uh, buy GPUs for the normal price, and so it's probably cost them a lot of money for what they did it before, and now that you know they're having to sell things basically at a loss, um, and well, so. Because of all the hit pieces that went out on them That's after true. that whole thing, like they yeah. were pretty much boned. Whenever you're in a market where like there are a thousand companies that do the exact same fucking thing that your company does, and you fuck up, like yeah. all you have is goodwill to keep your company going. And once you lose that, you're done. Well, and I saw something where the guy was uh, kept saying he wanted to be like Linus Tech Tips and like get super famous and stuff in That's that not space, the way, bro. And Linus is like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, they're bankrupt, and they are selling off their, their 
entire stock, basically, everything. Uh, and they say they have $917,000 worth of stock at the time of its closure. Um, and not only that, there are computers that are built that were purchased that are being auctioned off. Mm-hmm. Because that was, that was part of whenever they announced that they were closing was that people who had already purchased PCs weren't going to get the PCs that they bought. Yeah, they uh, already paid for them, and now they're selling them to random people at auction. Hopefully, most of those people who bought those PCs bought them with a credit card so that they could charge them back. Yeah, that would be nice. I I would also like... um, If I had lots of money, I would just buy all the... Because they are also selling the uh, information on their customers. Like that's, that's good. That is, that is something that they are selling is like the uh, the email addresses for their customers and like uh, actual addresses, and so the that's not a great thing. I don't think why that's is good. that legal? Yeah, but I where but where it, are they based? Um, do we I, know? Was it California? I have it, no idea. Well, if it if it is California, then that gets messy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, California and North Carolina. So, yeah. depending depending on where their actual like their uh, government filing is for like their headquarters, uh, California has consumer protection laws that make it to where if you tell them you don't want to have your data sold, they can't do it. Yeah. So, well, what I was thinking is if I had you know if I had a million dollars or you know, a billion dollars. I would just buy the entire inventory and then send out the compu- the pre-built computers that were uh, meant for customers and actually just send them to the customers. Oh, well, yeah. Um, but that's why I don't have a billion dollars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so it says the uh, auction includes Artesian Builds' intangible assets, its business and domain names, an influencer list of about a thousand names and emails, uh, and a trademark. It's also selling a customer list of about 10,000 names and emails of buyers over the last three years, though this is subject to requirement of appointment and review by consumer privacy abu, uh, abudsman? Ombudsman? Ombudsman. I have, I have no never idea. seen that word. <laughs> I don't know. Is that a real word? Uh, ombudsman, a government official as in Sweden or New Zealand, appointed to receive and investigate complaints made by individuals against abuses or capricious acts of public officials. That's kind of dope, actually. I want to be an ombudsman. The, <laughs> oh, oh, there's a, there's a thing on the SEC's website about what an ombudsman is. Oh, the nice. ombudsman will listen to your inquiries, complaints, and issues, review the, review the information you provide, and help identify procedures, options, and resources. So I guess they're just like a, there's like a consumer advocate person. Yeah, yeah. Oh um, yeah, office of the investor advocate, ombudsman. So huh. this is this is okay. This is exactly what happened. They they explain it in this TechSpot article. Uh, it says things went rapidly downhill following one of Artesian Builds PC building live streams when it announced a small time affiliate streamer named Kia Pia, the winner of the PC giveaway. However, CEO Noah Katz decided to withhold the prize because Kia Pia's total social media follower count 
was fewer than 5,000. He then purged the streamer from the competition as this person has had three months of uh, ambassadorship and not a single click. Yeah, don't give them ambassadorship then. Like, we sold a couple uh, for, for our other podcast. We sold a couple um, or, or three Manscaped kits, right? We, we had some clicks. We had some people buy stuff. Yes, that's right, um, Nathan. We had a successful advertising campaign on our other podcast. Well, yeah, but but what I'm saying is they they had a requirement that they told us specifically, you have to reach this requirement in order to be get a paid sponsorship. So we got a, a couple-month trial run. We unfortunately did not meet that particular requirement. If you don't lay that out, that that is a requirement to win a PC or, or get one of those sponsorships, then you done fucked up. <laughs> and when you do something like that, shit like this happens. And also, I think Kia Pia now has way more than 5,000 followers because of all the shit that came out. So good for yeah, them. She's got 12.8 thousand subscribers on YouTube. What about uh, her Twitch? I'm trying to get to it, uh, but... I keep getting an error occurred. Oh, it's probably because it's open. Why the hell? Duck, duck, go. I swear to piss. Opening an She's internet explorer. No, it, uh, it was opening the mobile version of Twitch. And oh. so then Twitch was getting mad because I'm obviously not on a phone. Yeah. Uh, she has 32,000 uh, followers on Twitch now. Good. Good for her. So. She stuffed. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, anyway. And then also they are selling off all of their computers, pre-built systems, graphics cards, stuff like that. Um, I looked at the list. It's not on any, like, it's, it's like an Excel, Excel spreadsheet that they're just like, here's all the stuff we have. And I'm like, why don't you have this on a, like, verified auction site or something? And the reason is they're, they're bankrupt. <laughs> they don't have any money. That's probably why. Um, so, yeah, Artesian builds kind of sucked. Uh, I say if you're gonna if you're gonna buy PC components, unfortunately, the best place to buy PC components is still probably Newegg. Um, Micro Center is really good if you have a Micro Center near you. I know Aroa does, and he goes there every once in a blue moon. Um, yeah, I'd go there more often if uh, I had more money and there wasn't a fucking pandemic going on the last three years. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we're gonna move on. We're gonna talk about something else that's really depressing. Uh, Knights of the Old Republic 2. Really depressing that you can't finish it on the Switch. How the fuck does this happen? It's, <laughs> it's a 20-year-old game that, for some reason, Aspire, the developer and porter of the, uh, behind the recent release of Knights of the Old Republic 2 on the Switch, uh, you can't beat it. You can't beat the game for some reason. Um, the Austin-based Aspire made it blah, blah, blah. After pressing from a customer, the studio acknowledges it's aware, the, uh, it's aware that the game is presently bugged such that it cannot be completed on Nintendo's handheld. Um, it, it's, uh, this is already a game that didn't have a bright start on the Switch. They had released a multi-pack for Knights of the Old Republic <sighs> and Coder 2. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> you, you just couldn't play the first game that you paid for until the second one came out. Because it was part of a bundle, and you can't release a bundle when not everything's out. Are you crazy? That's not how that works. 
even though it is how it works with like everything else in a bundle yeah yeah that was really weird like you can buy kotor by itself already (laughs) but if you buy the bundle then you have to wait so i I don't know so it does say here the game crashes after playing the basculus crash (laughs) cutscene okay um, I think it is ironic that it crashes after a crash. Yeah. Uh, shown when players arrive on Onderon, which troubling, troublingly is about halfway through the game. Uh, so they never tested it past that they, on the Switch? So, from what I could tell on the like the Twitter engagement, like the trail that you could follow, Dude Man was like, hey, are you guys aware that your game has a, a bug that's keeping people from finishing it? And they're like, yeah, we're aware. It'll be fixed in the next patch. So, what? yeah, they, they they just released the game with, oh, no, why did you do that, Aspire? Yes, we are aware, and our dev team is working on delivering a patch as soon as possible. We apologize for the inconvenience and appreciate your patience in the meantime. Uh, I bought a game, and I want to be able to play it. That's so bizarre, because, like, Aspire historically has been pretty cool. Yeah. About, like, a lot of stuff. They're the ones... uh. They're the ones that did the port of Sims 3 to macOS. And uh, recently, macOS, one of the updates, removed the ability to run 32-bit applications. And obviously, the Sims 3, considering it came out like 50 years ago, is a 32-bit application. Uh, So Aspire, being cool, released a 64-bit executable of the Sims 3. Like, and th- this was like a, a year or two ago. Like, it's that—that's like they did not have to do that. EA has not done that for the Windows version, and like, there are a whole bunch of other things that open up with with adding that 64-bit support. But anyway, like, it's bizarre to me that they would be willing to release a game that they know has a major bug that keeps you from finishing the game. It, like with i that's yeah that's like, that's crazy d- did they not have like you know when there's when, no way they didn't know that that was a thing right yeah yeah like, like do they not have anybody in qa playing the game because i remember you know just there's a qa department at ben studio and like they're tasked with hey you play through the same mission 80 times today and tell me what went wrong I need so, you to uh, go into this corner and backflip 2,000 times in a row because um, well, there's like a 16% chance that you'll clip through the wall doing it. And it, it we just, you know, take some notes, see what you can find out. Yeah. Okay, bye. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, like that, that's one thing though. Like if it was something like that, like, uh, like, like I discovered uh, in Phasmophobia, specifically in VR mode, if you walked into a corner in, at just the right angle, you would phase up in through the ceiling and like one that's an indie company. So like, I can't, I can't be too shitty on them. Uh, but two, it's like a really obscure thing, but this sounds like it's just critical path. You, yeah. yeah. You like it plays a cut scene. That's part of the fucking storyline. And then the game crashes. <laughs> yep. 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 And the ship uh, crashed. There were no survivors. It does say there's an update. It says, Aspire recently followed up on this situation, telling Stephen Totolo 
of Axios that it only affects a small number of Knights of the Old Republic 2 players. The studio also shared a workaround in the form of a dev warp that bypasses the spot where the game crashes. Wait, Steven Totillo like used to be used to be a games journalist? I I what? I don't I don't or... know who that is. He used to work for Kotaku, as in the editor-in-chief of Kotaku. Yeah, that's oh, okay. the guy. Okay. Yeah, so apparently the workaround is the dev warp that bypasses the spot where the game crashes. Ah! <laughs> Ta-da! If, if you don't know what that means, that means that they are, are giving away their dev tools as a workaround. Like, not necessarily Triple dev tools, click but... click the left thumbstick, open the cheats menu, and select warp. We <laughs> recommend warping to a random location while on the party selection screen before the cutscene. Otherwise, you'll be going solo after warping. Afterwards, follow the same steps above to warp to OND504. Make sure not to head to the merchant quarter as your game will crash. That is from the Aspire support article. When you first started saying, like, triple-click the right stick, I thought you were joking. Nope. <laughs> nope. All right, well. So, so, also, the game came with a cheat menu that you'd open by pressing the left thumbstick three times. That's both really fucking cool and also just kind of fucking weird. Yeah, so... I... I'm probably not going to get Knights of the Old Republic 2 on Switch. <laughs> um, but it is... At least they have some workaround, but still, it's it should not happen. Like, how do you have a game that you port? It's been out for 20 years. The game's been it's... out for 20 years. How can you not just make it so that you can finish the game? It doesn't well, make uh, sense to me. Like, uh... Connor didn't post this in the news stories, but it is kind of related. Uh, I was recently really excited about uh, the Blade Runner game getting a remaster from Night Dive. Oh, and it's really bad. Yeah, I, uh, apparently I, it's fucking awful. Yeah, I didn't post that in news stories, but I did reply to your original message about that. I guess yeah. it's um, a disaster. It's uh, so I, I skimmed through the article, and it's another situation of a game that's even older. Uh, Cause like that was a, I think it was a nineties game. Uh, it came on CDs, but it, um, yeah, I guess like they didn't have access to the source code whenever they went to make the remaster. So they had to reverse engineer a bunch of stuff and presumably like it didn't go well. Cause like the, the fog in the level or in the, in the, cause it's, uh, it's an old school like point and click adventure game. Yeah. Uh where you have you have like animated 2D backgrounds and then you have 3D sprite guys walking around on the on the screen. Um but I, there's like fog and stuff. There are like layers to what's in the scene and the main character will just float on top of the fog and stuff. Um and like they're random bugs that were introduced in the remaster that didn't exist in the original um it's just it looks bad it it plays worse and it's overall like the game 
I know for a fact that there's a way to get the game to work on modern systems. So I don't know why they couldn't just kind of go that route. Because they also went and like upscaled all the graphics using AI and it ends up doing the weird like soap opera sort of effect because of the frame interpolation. Like they would have been better off just leaving well enough alone and making the old game work on modern systems. And I know it's not that easy to do in the case of something like KOTOR because getting that to run on like an ARM system would be difficult without just straight up porting the game. Uh, But still, it's like, I don't, it's another situation of games that are 25 years old and they work worse now than they did originally because like my my freaking gateway pc could run uh you know the blade runner game but but like with knights of the old republic they have ports of it on like phones yeah that's the other thing too i (laughs) bet this was like they probably just took like the mobile version and just made it work on switch and stuff like that's possible too, yeah. I I mean it's silly. I obviously there'll be a patch here probably within the next week that'll fix it, but it's just to release a game in that state that's over 20 years old, it's just dumb. It's dumb it's and it's so a bad bizarre. look for the company. Um we're going to move on. We're going to talk about Dead Grandmas. Uh <laughs> This one is so weird. It's so fucking Ours- weird. This is from Ars Technica. The headline is Amazon uses kids dead grandma in morbid demo of Alexa audio deep fake. Apparently can one of you guys brought this up, but apparently Excuse me. Amazon is now making it so that you can talk to relatives after hearing a minute of their voice. Is that what I know? So um, have you heard of, I think it's uh 15 dot AI. Uh, it's a it's a text to speech bot thing that uh, a researcher uh, has been working on for a while and became really popular because it's really really good deep fake uh, voices like you can have SpongeBob say the n word ha 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 but like it, it does weird this... flex but okay well I'm just saying it, like that's what people use it for you know oh okay. um, or follow it also has... it, Clinton's core classics. <laughs> it also has like every My Little Pony because apparently the researcher is a brony, oh, um, which those still exist in 2022 somehow. Uh, but the like, show's it's still going on. No, oh okay. no, that's um, disappointing. That's that's not the point of this podcast. Go on. <laughs> but like it, uh, it manages to do this with like minutes and sometimes even less. Uh, of recorded speech to train off of, which is really impressive. Uh, and I'm kind of thinking that if they didn't just straight up license this tech, then they're they're doing something very similar. Uh, and essentially, what it does is it takes a little bit of audio from your dead family member and then synthesizes that dead family member's voice as the Alexa voice. That is. Very, yeah, very creepy. The the example that they give is the child asking Alexa, uh, can grandma finish reading me Wizard of Oz? And then Alexa goes, okay. 
and then suddenly the child's grandma is reading the book and i'm but, sorry but, but grandma died <laughs> like if i was a child i would just be creeped out by this yeah and i'm yeah. creeped out by this as an adult as well like i i don't like this for many reasons i i made the joke that uh like Amazon's basically going to be selling you a deep fake of your dead relatives. But like, that's really what they're going to try to do with this. And that's so fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. It's like weird. They're, they're doing it with just the voice now, but like the ultimate goal, I think of, of a lot of these personal assistant uh, things is to create a convincing artificial intelligence that, actually can sort of act like a person that is your your own personal slave oh, and man. like i'll never need to have other people to play a game of D D again <laughs> they, they will eventually work towards being able to create a, an imprint of someone's personality and make it to where you're essentially immortal whenever you you know not you're not really that thing. It's just sort of a, a pale imitation of the original person. There's so much, especially with it being a kid that they're, they're focusing this on in the situation where like, are we going to try to like make it so that are we, are we trying to tell kids that like death isn't finality or like that death is being interrupted by Amazon and suddenly now we can have ghosts that live in our in our little speaker things like it, it I know it sounds like knee jerky the way that I'm describing my reaction to this but with the way that big tech t companies are using AI it just feels really wrong and to be remember okay children if you want to speak with grandma and grandpa forever, remember to tell your parents to subscribe to Amazon Prime. Yeah, like seriously. Like that that's that's kind of what we're going for. We're the, Amazon's going to be holding for ransom at some point your connection to a dead loved one because you can't get over the fact that they died and so they have this text to speech bot that can emulate them really well. There is a very obvious aftermath of all of this, which is, do you own the right to your own likeness? Yeah, or that too. That this is going to start opening doors like that really, really fast. Mm -hmm. Like we already had, we've remember the, the like controversy, I guess you could say, but just confusion about whenever they had uh, deep fake Tupac, you know, mm -hmm. performing. Uh, and I think they did it with Michael Jackson at some point, like, it's it's going to be on that level, but we're going to have dead family members instead. And that's so I, fucking weird. I might have said this before, and I don't remember who told me this, but I, it was one of my coworkers when I worked at Consumer Cellular. And I, I could see people using this Amazon thing uh, because they do have that much of a connection with their, their family members. And Absolutely. when she, when her dad died, they would call his his they could still call his old phone and he was mm -hmm. on Verizon and they could hear the message that he had left 
before, you know, like, hey, thanks for calling, blah, 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 blah. And they yeah. would call that occasionally just to hear his voice um, as some sort of comfort. And then Verizon updated their voicemail system from the old system, and it deleted that, that voicemail message. And so they got really mad at Verizon and, like, called them up, and they had that phone number connected only so that they could call it and hear that, that message. So I could definitely see somebody feeling so much of a connection to their loved one who, who has passed away or something um, and, and having that voice be on their, their Alexa app. I uh, will just put a Roa's voice on it. Um, that's my plan. Yeah, like, <laughs> there, there's the obvious thing of, like, this would be really funny because then you could have, like, a goofy celebrity voice or, like, video game character voice. But I don't like the way that they're framing it right now. Can you have Scarface read me Wizard of Oz? Yeah, like Just something well, stupid. Yeah, like whenever, uh, whenever they would have like novelty voices on ways, you know, like you could have uh, uh, the the Sam Jackson. Shit. Yeah, Samuel Jackson being your GPS voice, something like yeah. that. Yeah, that that was that's cool, and I'd be okay with with having, you know, some some like like gangster rapper being my my voice like i want dmx even though he's dead i want dead dmx to be my alexa voice now like, if they cool. now if they could so the problem with those voices for like ways is as i'm sure you know uh they don't really do street names well yeah yeah because those are actually recordings of people yeah and... so if they could take those like those recordings that they took of the of like samuel jackson and then do a little bit of deep fake to so that he'll actually be able to say the names of the streets as you approach them. I think that's yeah, a good mix. Good. I think that would be a good mix of this technology with those those pre-recorded lines. Yeah. Um but but the idea of like having just everyday people like I don't know, it's just it's weird. It's not yeah, it's it's weird and creepy. Yeah. And yeah, I don't I don't I don't like the idea of Amazon just selling this. Fortunately, I just want Majel Barrett to do everything, everything for me from my Google Assistant to my GPS. Just just have it be the computer from Star Trek. I can't wait until we get Oroa, Connor and Reeton on this and then we don't have to do the podcast again. You know, it, yeah. it probably wouldn't be too difficult to train an AI based off of our back catalog of awful <laughs> awful podcasts yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah like honestly we we, could we have enough data uh nvidia's uh deep fake thing i believe lets you train any voice that you want uh you oh, might have to fun. like download the project but yeah that would be really cool to like <laughs> it'd be really cool april fool's one we need more April Fool's Day in a year so we can make use of these ideas. But. Yeah, we definitely do. We're going to move on. We're going to talk about uh, abortion. Yeah, we're <laughs> moving right into that. Um, as everybody knows, this has been a shit week. Um, base, well, yeah, so on Thursday, uh, the Supreme Court w ruled that there was a longstanding gun law in. 
based on concealed weapons in New York. And they ruled that the state does not have the state's rights to have their own gun laws. Um, and then on Friday, they I knew they were going to do it. I knew they were getting rid of uh, Roe v. Wade because they're like— Everyone did. They're, well, we, we all knew, but I knew that it was going to happen on Friday because they're like, oh, yeah, we're going to have another uh, th- day at the Supreme Court on Friday. And that that just obviously meant they wanted to do it on the last day of the week because when big things happen, they try to make it happen on Fridays because most people don't pay attention to the news on Fridays. And then you have Saturday and Sunday for like kind of the news cycle to go through. And then on Monday, they talk about what happened over the weekend. And so it's kind of a way that they can minimize the damage that they do um, on a public standing. And so I was like, yeah, they're getting rid of it. So they, they struck down Roe v. Wade and said that states should have the right to make their own laws, which contradicts what they did on on Thursday. Just not with guns. Just not with guns. With guns, everyone should have guns. Doesn't matter how many people die. Um, and so, uh, there have been a number of companies. Uh, we have a definitive list. PlayStation is one of them. Uh, we got Sucker Punch, Naughty Dog, Santa Monica Studio, San, uh, San Diego Studio, Ben Studio, uh, Media Molecule, Gorilla Games, PlayStation London Studio, uh, and then also just a ton of other studios like Ubisoft, Bethesda, Niantic, Devolver, are all saying that they support, you know, a woman's a woman's right to choose um, for for having an abortion. Uh, some of these studios, not all of them, are offering travel assistance, and so there are twenty six states that are equal con- either confirmed or are very likely to limit or ban abortion in wake of Roe v. Wade uh, getting, getting removed. And uh, they, these studios are like, well, you can go to a state like Oregon or Illinois, which, by the way, Illinois is surrounded by states who want to ban abortion. Oh, now, yeah. Yeah, like Missouri. I don't, I, I'm I terrible live, at geography. I live almost within walking distance of Missouri. I know, and, I've like, been there. I know. Yeah. And, and like it's fucking so like you could almost feel the the change in atmosphere from crossing over the river into the state that doesn't give a fuck about its citizens and only about the big businesses that run the state yeah it's the it, it, it's the city that when cuz you worked in St. Louis and when you I lost still technically your, do yeah and when you lost your job uh, their unemployment benefits are worse than Illinois' unemployment benefits. Substantially worse in multiple ways. Yeah. It's, uh, it's and, and yeah, like Missouri also. The word. <laughs> Missouri also refuses to legalize weed. Uh, they do have medical weed, but like it, it's it's so weird how like Missouri and Illinois are almost polar opposites on the political spectrum and yet illinois so very much relies on missouri for like jobs at least in this area well (laughs) yeah well i think that the big part of that doesn't really have to do with 
the it, it has to do with you're very close to a big city. Yeah, but like it's it's such a major thing that there is a law uh, with taxes that whenever I pay Missouri taxes, it goes towards my Illinois taxes. Oh, interesting. And I wonder, I wonder if that's similar because uh, Oregon doesn't have sales tax. Yeah. And well, so this is income tax. Right, right, right. But what people will do, because we do have income tax, what people will do is they'll live in Washington, which has a lower income tax or no income tax. I don't remember. And they'll drive over the bridge to go to Portland to go shopping because <laughs> they don't have to pay the, the taxes on that. So they get like the best of both worlds. And I think that's technically there's some sort of law that like if you're in if, if you do that, you have to pay either sales tax or some income tax or whatever. And nobody does. Nobody does that. Um, yeah. Well, it's like they, they have uh, cigarette bootlegging signs all along the river over yeah. here because like you can just drive like there. there's a city that there, there is a bridge there. You drive across the bridge and there's this place that like sells cigarettes for half the price of what they are in Illinois. Like, and then, then on the way back, you see all these signs like cigarette bootlegging is a crime. You can pay a thousand dollars. Like, no, no, you're not. No one's going to do that. <laughs> yeah, it's not going to happen. You're not going to get pulled over for that. No. So um, in uh, some the reason I bring up that you're surrounded by states um, that want to ban or limit abortions is because Illinois is one of the one of the states, one of the 24 or 20 states that guarantee uh, abortion. And so they're going to, people are going to flock to Illinois to have abortions. Oh, yeah, um, absolutely. There's, there's actually a sign on my way home from work whenever I do have to drive in that, that says, welcome to Illinois, where you have the right to a safe legal abortion. Nice. <laughs> and and here's here's another thing for me. It's People will argue like, well, abortion does this or this or this or it's against my blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, that's cool. You don't like abortion. Don't have one. Yeah. Like, that's it. Like, if you don't like it, you don't have to have an abortion. No one's, no one's forcing you to have an abortion. And then they'll bring up, uh, every once in a while, they'll bring up like, well, the Nazis had abortions. And I'm like, yeah. They forced people to have abortions. <laughs> Nobody is forcing anybody to have an abortion. You are now forcing them to to have a child that they don't want, which is gonna yeah. just gonna be great for their mental health. I would yeah, aborted you, but I live in Alabama. Of the child. Yeah. Why like, did you have me? Because I made a mistake and lived in Alabama. That's why. Yeah. So this is a, a a tech information podcast, huh, Nathan? We talk about <laughs> video games and uh, technology information. Well, actually, this is because um, somebody brought this up, but it is it was, uh, was Isoroa. But it's because a lot of tech companies are coming out and saying that they mm. are willing to relocate, which is good. It is a good. No, thing. it's not good. It's not good that we're in that state. It's not good we're in that state. It's good what they are doing. Uh, but I believe as a progressive. That healthcare is a human right. No, no, that 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 healthcare is a human right, and if abortion is healthcare, then we should just have it covered. It should be covered and, and legal. And I'm gonna I'm gonna put it out there. Uh, I'm also generally like pretty liberal. Yeah. Uh, and I and I am very pro-abortion, 
And I mean that like in exactly the way that you think that I mean that. Uh, <laughs> as in, I am anti-birth. Uh, but I'm also, like, I live in Illinois, and I have a FOID card, which means that I can go buy a gun right now if I wanted to. And I, I think that's an important thing. Like, I, I want to mention, I guess, that, like, you don't have to take the same side on everything with this yeah. sort of shit. Yeah. And, and like, I, I I just don't understand, I guess, why there always has to be this binary choice of, like, abortion has to be illegal all the time and not, like, and like, like, like that if you support guns, because that's just the other big hot topic right now, then yeah. also you have to support being uh, pro-life, you know? I yeah. feel like that's what a lot of people and the current Supreme Court people included are at, where it's it's so very binary in, in terms of political choice that, like, if if you are on the side of the Republican Party, then you have to do everything that the Republican Party publicly supports. Well, it, and like and, there's there's no there's no real debate that happens. No, well, it's and, just a matter of I was what what was, side are you on? You know, the, the reason we're in this. Well, part of the reason we're in the state we are in with gun laws was the 2008 Heller ruling of the Supreme Court, which basically said that, um, you know, states, ca they can make some laws based on or uh, for gun rights or, or for gun control. Um, but there was a Washington, D.C. gun law that they struck down uh, that said something about carrying, can't be, you can't carry handguns in Washington, D.C. And that was yeah, struck and down. And that's part of why, why we're here today. And if and, you and I also, are... Oh. Well, I, like, I want to say, too, because I thought about this earlier, that, like, I understand that the Supreme Court's job is ultimately to determine whether or not something is legal or not. Yeah. Not whether it should be. And I, I think that's wrong. Yeah. Like, like we are so hard stuck as a, as a country, it seems on this idea that the constitution is the, the document that everything has to, to come from ultimately. Yeah. And it's the same stupid short or you know, short sighted, attitude that keeps people attached to like the text of the bible like those fucking purists who say if it's not in the bible then it's not real kind of thing yeah like well i i, I don't agree with the idea that we shouldn't have a supreme court because there are a lot of people who are saying that now i think it's just that the supreme court needs to have a different purpose and that's to determine whether or not something should be legal because that's ultimately what like most law is it's built around the context of the time that it exists within. That's like why case law happens. And then for the Supreme Court to then undermine the very concept of case law by saying, no, it's not in the Constitution, so fuck that, I think is is just, it, it's simple-minded. Yeah. Like It's just, you're you're not allowing law to change with the times. In that case, we shouldn't have intellectual property law, period, sort of thing. Like, so... It, so what I was going to say is that this creates a bad precedent 
Um, if you are a, if you are on the side of getting rid of Roe v. Wade, um, it creates a bad precedent for you too. And the reason it creates a bad precedent is because if there is a time in our future that the Supreme Court is mostly liberal, they could strike down that Heller law and then just create as many gun laws as they want. Yeah. And Which I, they, I think is just like that shouldn't be a thing either. Right. And I agree. But what I'm saying is that could very well happen. And you you celebrate it when it happens with Roe v. Wade, but you're going to be pissed off when it happens for the Heller case. Um, and also, I've read through the Heller case. It's dumb, uh, but we're going to move on. That was also another super right wing Supreme Court in 2008 that um that passed that and they they read the they read the constitution and they did the same thing that the supreme court did here right now is they they fit the constitution in their ideological lens and did not put their ideological lens around the constitution if that makes sense they they looked at it and said no we don't like this we're interpreting it the way that we want to because we don't agree with it. But anyway, we're going to move on from oh, thank disappointing God. news. And we're going to talk <laughs> Video about... Video games and technology, Nathan. Video games and technology. I no, didn't we're bring that up. politics. I didn't bring it up. Um, uh, Pokemon cards. We're talking about Pokemon cards. I thought this was funny. I thought it was funny, too. So I didn't read through this whole story. What happened here? They... That this mad lad did it. So I, I don't know if you guys ever got into like any sort of trading cards. I certainly, when I was a younger cyberpunk monk, was into the Magic the Gathering scene. Yeah. And sometimes you get these uh, like advertisement cards that are like supersized so you could see all the art on them. And um, what this mad lad did is he made an entire deck using those, those, those supersized <laughs> cards. He did it. He actually did it. And yeah, they're like double sized. <laughs> Um, trading cards. Are they double or are they triple? Uh, I mean, they're, they're, they're big. Quote, unquote, jumbo sized. <laughs> yeah. And did he win? No. In fact, it was his intention that he would start but not finish the tournament. Like, he knew full well getting in there that he would have had to have dropped. So he was oh. like, I'm going to do this and have a lot of fun with it. Oh, yeah. It says here in the tweet that he put out, he said, after what was probably the longest deck check i've ever witnessed the deck was returned with we're still not sure if this is playable but finish up the round and talk to us afterwards i lost game three and then dropped out as i had intended to know i intended to no matter what um talked with the judge staff the judging staff after and if i didn't drop i might have received a disqualification for marked cards the oversized cards aren't cut to uh, as high of a standard as regular cards, so some of the cards could uh, understandably be identified. Um, so if you don't know what a marked card is, it's so that you could you know, easily tell what it is on, without really looking at it. Um, uh, and he, he also said that uh, the rules will probably be updated to uh, prevent us from happening ever yeah. again. Speaking of the cards, here's the deck in its full glory. I couldn't fit it on one picture. Okay, let's see. What cards did he have? I don't know. Uh, it I doesn't see really matter. got some Pikachus. Yeah, I, I uh, saw, see some of those. Is it Lucario? There's uh, Charizard. 
uh, Eldegoss? A Grookey? What the fuck kind of name is that? Oh, we got a Sobble? A Score Bunny? (laughs) Yeah. Toxtricity? Alright, I mean, that's kind of (laughs) cool. What the fuck kind of name is Urshifu? That doesn't sound real. (laughs) Yeah, and it says here, uh, oh, he says, oh, and don't try this at home, folks. I expect the rules will be modified soon to clarify the size of usable cards. Uh, This also reminds me of, uh, I don't think we talked about it because I think it was older than that, but uh, I think it was was either a Yu-Gi-Oh or, uh, yeah, I think it was Yu-Gi-Oh. Somebody brought, like, a deck of like 300 cards or something because there wasn't actually a rule about how large your deck could be. It just had a minimum size of 40 cards. Oh. And so he brought a deck of like, like it was multiple hundred cards or something. Yeah. And like he, it was full of search your deck cards. So, like, he would play a spell card. It's like, search your deck for uh, this type of card. And so then he'd have to sort through, like, 200 cards looking for this one specific one. Um, And that was why there there became a limit of, of like, 60 cards or something in a a deck in in official tournaments. I love that. I, 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 I love it whenever people find dumb little loopholes and then they have fun with it. What is it like um something obedience like where you where you actually do the thing but you do it in a way that just pisses people off? Oh yeah. I know what you're talking about. I can't I just, think of the word either. I can't think of the word, but like I that's what he was doing. <laughs> it's just doing it in a way that makes people as mad as possible. And I'm I like not it. breaking the rule. I, There's no rule that a dog can't play basketball. <laughs> I, I don't think this is done like in a like oh i'm gonna troll them with this i think this is something that oh i mean i've certainly had a thought like this before and now that somebody's done it they're now going to have to address it but it's been at least since the times that i was looking at these large cards and going wouldn't that be funny yeah yeah Mad but Lad actually did it d- to be fair he was doing it as a troll like he he admitted it he admitted he did it knowing he would get disqualified and that he was kind of trolling them, but it would, it, but yeah. it would have been one thing if he did it with the spirit of like, hey, I just realized that all these jumbo cards are like just slightly off, and I can tell which one they are if I just remember what the imperfections are. But it was in his case, it was just <laughs> big card, <laughs> big right. card, funny. There's yeah. no malicious with this. No, no, no. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So that's. Our fun story to end the podcast with. I want to thank you for being here, Aroa. No problem. Abort your children. And being here, even if they're born, just uh, <laughs> that 18th term abortion that you want to have, just do it. Um, and I want to thank you here for thank you here for being, Connor. I'm here because she doesn't let me leave. Yep, you're still in my basement. Nathan. So I don't have a basement Cold down here. I don't actually it's very hot. It's very hot right now in Oregon. Freezing um, down here in the basement of your home. I don't have a basement. I have like an underground crawl space. 
like an I always under- hit my head. <laughs> like I'm trying to walk around down here. Not not underground, but uh, under the house crawl space. <laughs> <laughs> underground it's, it's starting to get like crowded with all these, these bodies, Nathan. <laughs> Whatever. Make sure you that you gotta find a new place for this clown suit. No, my clown suit. Anyway, I want to thank you guys for being here. We'll be back next week, uh, and a role will be working while on the podcast. Goodbye. Bye bye. Goodbye.